Welcome to the Fully Adored Podcast. I'm your host, Chanzal Chakra, and I'm a life and relationship coach. Each week, I'm going to bring you my best advice, motivational insights, and inspiring expert conversations to help you feel empowered, aligned with your dream relationship in life, and totally ready in receiving what you desire most. It's time for you to be seen, be heard, and be deeply loved for exactly who you are. Now, let's begin Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm so glad you tuned in because this episode was such a beautiful one to record. I had an opportunity to interview Lindsay Schwartz. She is somebody that I would call both my mentor and my friend. A friend because she just has this warmth, this love that makes you feel so comfortable with her, so loved and seen and accepted by her, and a mentor because she sees the biggest picture. She sees your potential and she just, you know, helps you to get out of your own way and going for it. It is such an incredible um, interview. I know you're going to love it. And what we talked about at the beginning of it was what is a powerhouse woman, because that's what her company is called. And we also talk about um, the word, her word for this uh, year, which is reimagine. Reimagine because if you are someone like me and her and you had things planned out, and 2020 started laughing at you and said, none of that is going to go that way. This is what you're going to love. When I first um, met Lindsay in person, I went to her um, train the trainer event love. This was hosted by her and Lori Harder. And basically they were um, helping women like me to facilitate bigger events. That's one of the things that I wanted to do. And then, you know, what happened? in-person events this year um, weren't going to happen, but it didn't mean that we had to stop our dreams and desires that we would just, you know, throw in the towel and say, well, if I can't do that, then I can't, it's not worth doing anything else. So reimagining when it comes to, you know, going after your desires, when things kind of get out of control and you can't control how you're going to get there, Lindsay speaks to that and it's so beautiful. And we also talk about something that was so amazing, and that's how you can turn your weaknesses into your biggest strength. She gives such a powerful story and example that I know you're going to absolutely love. There's so much more, obviously, but before anything else, I want to remind you um, that at the end of this episode, we talk about Lindsay's upcoming event. It's a virtual event that is happening on September 12th. And if you're a woman who wants to be surrounded by like-minded women who want to go after their desires, it doesn't mean, mean it has to be entrepreneurial you know, dream or anything like that. If you want a bigger life, if you want things to start to thrive in any direction that you want, this event is for you. I'm personally going to be you know, a participant in it. And when you listen to Lindsay, you'll know why you want to be there. But there is also a surprise at the end for you that you may be able to win some of these tickets. So listen to the end and enjoy every minute of it and make sure that you let me know what you loved about this episode and tag me and Lindsay in 
with your takeaways in social media. I can't wait for you to listen and um, see your takeaways. Enjoy. Lindsay, I know I got to introduce you in my intro and I've already mentioned how much I adore you, how much I love you, but I just wanted to say thank you one more time. I feel so privileged to have you on the show. You have such a beautiful gift when it comes to being the warmest person, warmest human being on the planet. And you meet people where they are. It feels so, I feel so accepted when I talk to you. And at the same time, you have this powerful way of reminding people how powerful they are so they can't possibly play small when they're around you. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited for myself and for my listeners. Oh my goodness. Well, that was that was such a gift, just those words. And so thank you for having me here. Of course. Um, Lizzie, if it's okay with you, I love the name of your company, Powerhouse Women. And I would love it if we were to start there. How do you define a powerhouse woman? What does it mean to you? How do you describe her? Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for that beautiful question, because I think that for many people, and I'm going to say myself included, I used to hear a term like that, and I felt like that was someone else other than me. And so when I wrote the book, Powerhouse Woman, and then everything that's come after it, what I really wanted to do was reclaim it and show women that everything we need in order to pursue these big dreams on our heart is already within us. Like we don't need to become something else or become someone else. Yes, we're always going to be learning and evolving and growing, but everything you fundamentally need in order to pursue your big ideas is already within you. So it was more of a way to remind women that are you know, if I think about a powerhouse, to me, that means the power comes from within. So it's not something that you need to earn. You need to be better or smarter or more qualified. You actually have everything you need within you. And then on top of that, right, we're always on this growth journey of learning how to become the person who's going to carry out our biggest, wildest dreams. So to me, a powerhouse is someone who's doing exactly that. They're using their unique gifts to impact the world in a positive way. I love that you said that it's not something that is outside of you, that it's within, because somehow I used to be under the impression, well, I'm not a powerhouse woman. I'm yeah. not even close enough to being a powerhouse woman. So it would be complete, like, it'd be like, you have to be first lady to be a powerhouse yes, right? woman. <laughs> but I love the yeah. way you define it. And every woman has that unique gift. So thank you for that. So I started 2020 with a lot of plans. I started thinking that I'm just gonna go, and one thing that I wanna do is to learn how to facilitate events. And so I came to Event Love where I first met you to learn that. And then 2020 started laughing at me <laughs> and us. And COVID, all of us. All of us. And COVID happened. And then um, it became really clear to me of what an illusion control is. What an illusion it is that we think that we can plan everything ahead and then everything can go just completely the opposite way and at the same time i realize well it's not like you can wing it have no plans mm -hmm. and right. <laughs> you know it's it's not it doesn't work that way either and you have this beautiful term that i'm gonna let you um to, to talk about it but i would love it if you could speak to that when we feel completely out of control when things don't go as planned 
where do we start to pick ourselves back up and go forward with whatever we are going to go forward with? Mm. Yeah, this year has taught us so many lessons, hasn't it? And I, I don't know if this is exactly what you're referring to, my word for the year reimagine. Yep, <laughs> oh man. And I wish I could tell everyone that I just woke up and I was like, well, okay, we're going to reimagine everything. No, I, I had the fear. I felt completely paralyzed by not knowing what the next few months or the, the next year was going to look like. But I knew in that moment, and this was, you know, the culmination of years of personal development and really coming to the place of full and 100% responsibility of my, for my life, which is easier said than done, of course, but realizing that, okay, I can either be, uh, I can either be really attached to the way that I thought things were supposed to go, or what if I step into a place of possibility? And for me, this word reimagine just popped into my mind and it, it really allowed me throughout the year to step into a place of creativity. I think that's the other thing that innately we all have. We are designed to create. We have an infinite source of inspiration and creativity available to us. But what we often do, and I think this is the answer to your question, is it's, it's almost our, our default pattern as humans to look at what we can't control, to feel you know, to get pulled into these spaces where there's naturally a lot of fear because our minds, our human brain loves to feel a sense of control when that really is an illusion, like you so beautifully said. And if, if we needed that reminder, 2020 was here to like, just give us that little <laughs> loving nudge to say, oh, cute, how you thought you were in control all along. And for me, I, I've realized the power in my words. And so a lot of uh, a lot of the conversations this year are, you know, businesses are pivoting and people are adjusting and it all just felt very like, just not fun. <laughs> right. To me, when I, when I think of this word reimagine and when I apply it to what's going on in my business or my life, it actually allows my brain to leave a little extra room for the magic, a little extra room to go, okay, I don't see where this is going but I can choose just as easily as I can picture the worst case scenario. I can picture a best case scenario that is going to completely surprise and delight me in some way. And I'm just going to choose to hold on to that vision. I don't know what it'll look like, but I know there's going to be something that is like the most beautiful blessing, the most beautiful surprise in this. And I really say that not from a place of false Op optimism or positivity. It really is a choice. And I notice that when I, when I step into that place and I, you know, I, for me, this word reimagine has been really powerful, a, a way to get my, my mind to the place that I want it to be, which is this, this place of creativity, this place of stepping back and going, huh, isn't that interesting <laughs> that this plan I had didn't turn out I wonder what plan is supposed to come and be take place instead. So I think the thing to take away from that for everyone is just the, the power that our words have and to find that place for yourself that gets you out of the alt, the default mode that our brain goes into, which is survival mode and, you know, fear and scarcity. And just to say like, okay, I understand self, why you feel that way. 
but we're just going to choose, what if we stepped into this place? What if we just started to ask ourselves questions like, well, wouldn't it be cool if, or what's possible here? Or, you know, Joanna Vargas, our, you know, beautiful friend who is also at Event Love loves to use the question, how does it get better than this? How does it get any better than this? And you start to realize that it shifts your energy to a place of possibility. Oh my God, there are so many golden nuggets in there. I have to listen myself and take notes. But I loved how, you know, when you say the word reimagine, it almost gives you freedom. It, it's, I think it was in Untamed, if you, what's the most beautiful in the book by Glennon Doyle, that beautiful um, life that you can imagine for yourself. And it's not mm-hmm. like you have to go and do everything all at once, but just the starting from imagining it and wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be awesome? Just tapping into possibility instead of, you know, you're right, pivot and redo. And it just sounds so masculine. I'm all about femininity and all of that. Yeah. I just love it so much. Thank you for, for um, saying to us what that means. And I love that. And it just seems like it's about not forgetting what you were doing. So even though the how didn't work out, but the desire and the goal is the same. So one example that I can use is that my word for this year was surf. I really wanted to surf on a bigger level. And I thought events would do that. Well, it would for sure. And that's not going away. I'm going to be doing them. But pod, my podcast was born because of it. Um, and it, yeah. gave, it gave me an opportunity to serve on a bigger level, give a lot, connect with incredible women like yourselves and interviewing them. And I think it's serving that reimagined it and is serving it into that great deal that I want. So that's so beautiful. Yes. What a great example too. You know, for us, when you know, this whole year started to unfold, I got really sad at first thinking that the thing my company is known for is an annual event. It's, it's literally what we built our whole brand on. And as I started to realize that that wasn't going to be possible, what I was left with is, well, who are we? You know, and this is a question for us to ask ourselves as individuals or as companies like, well, who am I? What do we stand for? And the connection piece, the community, the genuine supportive, you know, group of women that, that doesn't have to exist only inside of a live event. We really had an opportunity to reimagine, you know, the, how we could still show up for our community in that way, but have to get creative. So doing things like, you know, free zoom call series and so many other things that were not on the plans for this year that looking back even now and the year's not over, we still have so much room to play are my favorite things that have come out of 2020. And and they never were on any plan of mine that I conceived for this year. And I think that's really the gift if we choose to look for it is, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it doesn't change who we are or who our businesses are. It just might be shown and demonstrated in a way that we hadn't thought of before. And I, I feel like there's probably some of you listening who could really resonate with that. And you can see how you're showing up in a way that maybe you hadn't planned, but man, is it aligned with who you say you want to be in the world? Love that. Love everything that you just said. And everything that happened in 2020, um, you know, it could have given us all the excuses in the world because it, it just sounds, there's, it's so valid, right? Like, you know, for my women who 
who want to date, for example, like, you know, they're just starting to dating and we're like, well, I can't date now yes. you know, with all this social distancing or for women entrepreneurs that like myself, like, well, look at the economy right now. Everyone is getting, losing their jobs and how am I ever going to sell anything to people? They all sound, the excuse could sound really, really valid. And it's, you know, with the excuses is that we usually get in our own way of success and things like that happen. And some women do give up and some women don't. And I would love it if you could speak about that, this concept of getting in our own way of success and how do we overcome it? Mm. Well, the only reason I can speak to it is that I live it, (laughs) right? (laughs) And it's not like you get in your own way and then get out of it, and then you never get in your own way again. That's that's mm. just not the truth. Mm. But it's a way of looking at your life through the lens of taking that 100% responsibility. And that's not to say, I don't want to take anything away from people who've had a lot of really difficult situations handed to them this year or in this lifetime. So it's not, that's not invalidating any of the challenges, any of the struggles that you have gone through. But if we were to just pause and take a look at what we actually have control over, right? It goes back to what we were saying in the reimagined conversation that the one thing I can choose to have control over is my own view. The, the thoughts that I think the context that I look at a situation through, and then I have a choice. I have a choice about who I say I am in that situation and what I say about the situation itself. And no time gives us a better opportunity to practice that than when, you know, SHIT hits the fan. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to, to be in that place when things are going pretty well and you're able to, you know, go out and meet your potential, you know, future partner. And, you know, life is kind of as we knew it and as we felt more comfortable with. But where you really get to see and practice this, this muscle, and that's what it truly is, a muscle to co- kind of coach yourself through getting out of your own way is when things are not ideal. So no matter where you find yourself right now, I really encourage you to know that either if you're in a space where you're currently getting in your own way, like allow yourself to, even if it feels a little fake, kind of celebrate that because that's like where the best lessons come. I learn the most when I am up against myself. And then if you're not in that space right now, just know that it's coming. Like if you're playing a really big (laughs) game in life, it's coming and just enjoy being comfy right now. And just know like right around the corner, you'll be like, oh, there it is. She promised. (laughs) But, you know, getting in our own way, I think it, it boils down to, you know, believing that something isn't possible. So let's take dating, for example. I love, I love your work and I love how you coach women through this, but you know, it's, it'd be very easy to say like, Oh, it's not possible right now to meet my soulmate. It's just not, it's not possible. There's too many obstacles, but notice how you can say that. And then you can start to see evidence of that. But what if you were to say, oh, dating is different now. Wow. I'm going to have to get more creative or I might have to open myself myself up to other ways of meeting people that I wasn't open to before. So when you start to create a different conversation for yourself, you open yourself to the possibility. I'm not saying it'll definitely happen, but you're more likely to see new pathways for, for action, new, new opportunities when you are 
controlling the one thing you can control. And that is, you know, what context, what viewpoint are you looking at the situation of your life through? Mm -hmm. So whether it's dating, whether it's business, um, there's a lot of businesses that had to let go of what they thought their mission was or how they thought they were going to serve in this season and had to step back and go, okay, so if it's not that, then what? And I keep saying it like this. So what if I, I love to, I love to make a good plan for the beginning of a new year, right? Love like a yep, me not too. So much re- resolutions, right? But like you said, we met in January. We were so full of optimism, like, oh yeah, 2020 is going to rock. We're going to do live events. It's going to be great. So I've had, I've done this exercise with myself a few times. So whether you have a goal for your love life or your business or your career or your family, what if today was January 1st mm. and knowing what you know now about the state of our world, what's possible and what's not, what would you plan if today right now were January 1st and you had to make new goals working within the context of what we're working with? And I think when I looked at it through that viewpoint again, and then brought that creativity of like the reimagining conversation, or wouldn't it be cool if conversation I started to see new possibilities that I wasn't seeing before. And I think getting out of our own way is getting over those imaginary roadblocks that we, that we entertain and to realize that we, we have the power if we choose to exercise it, to see something new, the moment that we start to tell a different story about what is happening and what's going on. So again, not taking anything away, like you might be right now in this season facing insurmountable challenges. And I have several like close, close people in my life who are, but even within that, we get to choose the story that we tell ourselves about what that challenge or struggle or what that illness means for our lives. Oh my goodness. I love everything that you just said, because it's the truth. It's that it's all about taking personal responsibility for what's happening, not to take away from, you know, is it true that you can't go on dates as you used to for sure? But is it true that you can be on FaceTime and you can still talk and perhaps, you know, with this situation, you take away from that physical chemistry and intimacy that usually sometimes clouds are judgment <laughs> when that happens, but now you're sharing yes. more vulnerability and you have to talk as opposed to anything else. Is that, yeah. is that something that could actually serve and help you? Yes, it can. But the person has to want possibility instead of just writing it off mm. and saying, well, can't do that anymore. You know, it's funny you say that. I was thinking about this as I was sharing that example. Um, since your show is about, you know, dating and relationships. So my husband and I will be married 10 years this year wow. and we um, started. Yeah. It, it, which is crazy to think because we started as long distance. We were actually long distance for two and a half years. Mm. And I really credit that time where we had to rely on having actual conversations. We only saw one another maybe once a month and the 
the depth of just the friendship and the bond that we created because we were forced to really get to know one another in that way truly is the foundation for the marriage that we do have today. So I, I love to share that story because I know I've also had bad experience with long distance, but it can really, even if it's long distance, just across the city and you, you're not comfortable like meeting up in person right now, it can actually be something that gives you the opportunity, like you said, to get to know a person in a different way before you you know, are, are able to, and just, it's more convenient to see one another in person and have that, you know, that physical element. So, um, it can happen ladies. <laughs> For sure. I love that when women like you, like they give an actual example of, of what's possible when you're committed to your desire, you're committed to what you want, as opposed to more to the excuse, are you more committed to the excuses or are you more committed to your dream? And it, it can happen no matter what, if you just keep focusing on what you want. I love something that Tony Robbins once said really stuck with me. And he said that, look around and find find everything that is red. And you do that. And he says like, now close your eyes and tell me everything that's blue. You won't remember anything that is blue right. because what you focus on is what you're going to get. And if you're focusing on, well, there are no, you know, this is not possible. I can't, um, I can't do this. Or these are all the excuses. Then you're going to, your brain is going to find more and more validations of for what you believe to be true. But if you're focusing, like yeah. Lindsay says, on what's possible, then your brain is going to be redirected towards finding resources, finding people, finding communities, mentors that help you with what is actually possible. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, so true. <laughs> um, one thing that I've heard you talk about is how our weaknesses are actually indications of our biggest strengths sometimes. And when I reflected on that, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's absolutely right. So for example, for me, communicating my needs was one of the biggest struggles in my life. I just couldn't get the words out without drama, without just, you know, I had the nice girl syndrome. I didn't want to be too much of a trouble. And then now comes seven years later, my clients actually have um, a nickname for me. They call me a scripting queen because I have gotten so good at it. So good at it. It is truly one of my biggest strengths. And so I wanted you to, if you could talk about that, one, what was one of your weaknesses that has become one of your um, strengths and how does a woman actually get to that point of turning her weaknesses into her strength? Mm, yeah. Um, this came, this realization came on the heels of a season that was arguably one of the most difficult seasons in my like recent adult years. And I, I know a lot of women as I've shared it can relate to this. Um, so I'm just like trying to decide like how far back to go, but what had happened was I had a situation where someone that I had allowed to get close to me who became a friend, um, had some really, really harsh and, and quite frankly, unfair judgment against me that, that had been delivered. And in this, um, it came via a text and I, I just remember being so crushed by it and not just crushed that someone had, um, you know, unkind things to say, or had, you know, taken maybe some, some things that I said or did and, and misunderstood them, but it was in that moment that I, 
I remember in this season being so aware of just how much another person's opinion of me had so much control. And so I always resonated with, you know, when people would talk about people pleasing and I would even say the words like I'm a people pleaser. And in this season, I didn't really get to see the grip that, you know, the opinions of other people had over me until I was, I had the opportunity to feel what it felt like when someone didn't like me, like really, really didn't like me. And in that moment, I think, again, the biggest fear of someone who maybe can identify with having more people-pleasing tendencies, right, is, well, oh gosh, what if people misunderstand me or what if they misunderstand my intentions or think I'm a terrible person? And it was in this season of knowing first and foremost that this, this was actually something that was brought into my life for me. There again goes that you know choice to see what happens to us as either for us or this is happening to us. So I, I knew deep down, I think that, you know, this was actually given to me in order to, so I could grow. So I could really grow through something that was standing in the way of me really making the impact that I knew I wanted to make. Cause I was so controlled by not wanting to be too much so that certain people wouldn't be triggered by that. But I also, you know, didn't want to, I was battling this internal desire to really make an impact. And so what happened was it was about six months of really unpacking why one person's comments had so much control over me. And maybe you can relate to this. I I had always heard, you know, people pleasing talked about in the context of you've got to care less about what people think if you're going to be successful. That was just at least what, at least what I heard, what I made up from it. Now try telling a people pleaser to not care what other people think. (laughs) Good luck. That's like telling me not to breathe air. So in this season, I really had this realization one day and I don't know how it, it, it literally just kind of dawned on me that I don't think it's actually that I have to change anything about myself. Because what I could see is that the same characteristic that did make me more vulnerable to, you know, maybe being hurt or being disappointed when a relationship doesn't kind of go my way or someone doesn't really love me as much as I would prefer that they love me, right, is the same characteristic that actually makes me really, really great at developing relationships because the fact that I do care comes across. I mean, you you said that in the beginning, people can tell I legitimately love, I freaking love people. I'm nodding like crazy, but (laughs) it's actually one of my biggest strengths. So here I was believing that I had to become less of who I was in order to become successful. When the truth was all I had to do was realize, okay, this thing that, that can easily become a tripping point for me, giving too much value to other people's opinions is actually, if we think about like a coin, it's the, the flip side of what's actually my biggest strength. So all I really need to do is harness and realize that when I lean into the strength of that, when I really allow myself to care fully and allow myself to connect with human beings and love and support and do all the things that actually come very naturally to me, that that's when I'm at my best. However, 
I have to be watchful of when I'm doing things through the intention of, okay, is this person going to like me? Is it, am I enough for this person? And those two things are so closely tied to who I am that it's, there's no such thing as I don't have to care less. I can keep caring as much as I do care, but I can't allow that to go to an unhealthy place of doing things solely for the purpose of making someone else like me. And it was this, it literally was just this aha moment that came and I'll just share this last little part because maybe you don't quite resonate with being a more, having more people pleasing tendencies. See, I even catch myself. I don't say I'm a people pleaser anymore, but I do have people pleasing tendencies. I need to be mindful of that. But I was having a conversation with a girlfriend and she was really kind of like beating herself up. And she said, man, I can just be so impulsive. Like I made this decision. It really wasn't the right one. Now I'm kind of kicking myself. And I said, it's funny because what you describe as impulsive, I see you as very decisive. You make decisions. And in that moment, I was like, holy crap, wait a minute. Like I was, I was re recounting to her all these times that I really admired how decisive she could be. And that yes, sometimes being really decisive and being able to make a quick decision and go for it. Maybe you look back and you realize, oh shoot. Okay. I didn't think that through. Maybe I could have actually put some more thought into it, but I, I really see that in a lot of us. I think that the things we feel like we have to overcome or we feel like we have to be less, less of that in order to be successful. I don't think that's true. I think, you know, my perfectionists, you probably have really, really high standards for yourself and that makes you successful. You just got to be careful when you just want to keep getting ready to get ready and make it perfect instead of just getting it out there. Right. And so I started to think through all of the, you know, the women I mentor and all the things that, that get in our way and often the thing that we see as a weakness that we have to completely eliminate before we can be successful is actually an indicator of something that's probably a strength. You just need to lean into more and be mindful of when you go to an unhealthy place with that strength. I'm having breakthroughs after breakthroughs <laughs> listening to this. This is absolutely amazing. And although you know, the lesson, sometimes the biggest lessons do come in sandpaper wrapping, you know, it's, it's not fun, oh, yes. not fun. <laughs> but it does open up the whole new world to us. And I, I loved everything that you shared because it's true. You know, I use, I would call myself in the past, I'm a people pleaser, but now I know I do have people pleasing tendencies, but you're right. It's because I care deeply and I could get obsessive about someone's opinion about me when it's used in an unhealthy way. My strength is used in an unhealthy way and really, really focus on the one person who doesn't like me as opposed to the 99 person, let's say in a room that do like right. me. Right. That's, that's not the right way of using it, but it's not to say don't care, don't love people. And I just absolutely loved everything that you just shared. So it's- good. And, you know, I, I think it's one of those lessons that again, now looking back, even though, you know, this, this person is not someone who's in my life anymore, that was a boundary that just had to be set. But I actually, even, you know, this, this person who was the catalyst for this lesson and truly uh, to my knowledge still does not like me, right? I actually have love in my heart because I wouldn't, I would never have learned that lesson 
I wouldn't have gotten to that point. I wouldn't have seen and acknowledged my own strength if I wasn't put in a position that triggered that. So again, I think this just keeps coming back to this beautiful circle of we really get to choose to see the things that happen in our life as either for us and for our greater good or something that happened to us that we take almost like a victim stance, you know, a viewpoint of. And when you truly take that responsibility, it's not fun. It's not always easy, but it sets you free. You're there, you're not controlled anymore by the circumstances that happen to you or by other people, because you know that it, at the end of the day, if you're triggered by something, if you're upset, if you're angry, that you have a say in whether or how long you stay there. And it's, man, it was a lot, life felt easier when I could just blame my problems on everyone else. (laughs) However, it's way better for my marriage and my friendships and my business when I take responsibility. Amen to that. Amen to that. And um, one thing I wanted to share, because you said you have love for that person and bringing it parallel to the dating world. I mean, I feel the same way about all my exes, for example, the things that happened um, that I allowed, I accepted, that I basically lived with were, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point they were doing it to me and I was a victim by it. But when I now look back and see, wow, how they all happened for me in terms of what I what boundaries I need to have, what kind of treatment do I accept in my world, what kind of man who I want, which all helped me into being now in the most beautiful marriage that I could ever dream of. But if if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't know what it is to be disrespected. I wouldn't know what it is to feel like you're not enough in a relationship. So I do have, they obviously have no place in my life, but I do have love for them in terms of what that whatever happened led me to where I am now. So thanks for that. So beautiful. Yes. Yes. So Lindsay, one of your biggest gifts again is having such a beautiful community of women. And I just love it. And the way that you um, show up for them, you show up for them, you know, with, because of this whole pandemic, you started with the zoom calls and there's just so much support and so much love. And it, it really, really helps when we live in a world that as entrepreneurs or just in general, we could feel so isolated, so alone. And it's it, it, when I'm in that space, I feel so defeated by my problems. I think they're so unique to myself and, you know, there's no one else that would get me, but, you know, being in community changes all of that. So I would love it if you were to talk about why is it that, you know, you have created such a big community and how is it helping women being around each other to not do life and business alone? Yes. I think that a lot of us end up creating the thing, whether it's a business or a passion project, but we end up creating the thing that we are looking for, right? Mm-hmm. You're pro- you probably created all of your content for the version of you a few years ago who needed to hear all of these messages. And in my life, I noticed, I noticed a need within my own friend circle and women that I would interact with that 
women would end up sharing with me this big idea that they had. And maybe they didn't even see it as a business yet. It could be a blog, a passion project. You know, they wanted to start a podcast or they always thought it would be cool to have something of their own. And then in the next breath, they would share why they didn't feel ready. They didn't think they were the one or they were afraid. And every single time it made me step back and go, hold on, did no one tell you that everything you're describing, that fear, that self-doubt, that insecurity, that's exactly how it feels when you're pursuing a big idea. Like that's not a sign you aren't supposed to do this thing. I'm sorry to tell you, but that's a sign that you absolutely are going in the right direction. And it made me realize, gosh, we just need more women who are on the journey a few steps ahead to share honestly about the ups and downs because there were so many brilliant, capable women in my life who weren't getting started because they were waiting to feel ready or waiting to feel like they were enough, not realizing all of us are figuring this out as we go. Like, I don't have a, a roadmap for exactly how this business is meant to unfold or exactly how I'm supposed to grow, but I spent a lot of my life also waiting to feel ready. So powerhouse women really started as a way to support myself and surround myself with other women who were doing things that I admired and I looked up to, but were also willing to share the last time they ugly cried because they were so stretched or afraid or unsure that the direction they were going was the right one. And it turned into just this community of women and this event and podcast that are beyond what I ever thought I was capable of creating or bringing together. And I think it just really hits home that, you know, people are not inspired by our perfection. They're not inspired by the pretty parts of our life. Sure, maybe a little bit, but we have so much more impact when we're willing to share and keep it real mm. about our struggles, about you know, the things that we're currently working through that's maybe by you sharing someone else is going to realize that they can overcome as well. And so the powerhouse women event was really created as that annual place for people to plug in, you know, for women to be surrounded by others who are dreaming big and to hear, you know, tangible action steps. Yes. Like for how they can take their big idea and make it a reality but to be reminded that it's, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as women to figure this all out on our own, whether it's our business, our family, motherhood, but we're just not meant to do life alone. That's not how it's supposed to be. You know, you have different gifts than I have. And the, the faster I give myself permission to stay in my lane and lean into my own unique gifts, but then find other women who have complementary strengths, or maybe they're really good at the things I suck at mm. and bring them along on this journey. That's actually how we start to change the world. That's how, you know, your biggest, craziest idea is going to come to life. It's your, your ideas. If you're dreaming really, really big, and if you're allowing yourself to, to really think that big, it's probably going to freak you out a little bit, just to warn you, you're going to be like, no, there's no way I could possibly do that. And you're right. You're not actually supposed to have all of the gifts needed to bring that big, big idea to life. You're given a vision of something that's so big, you have to enroll others in that vision. And 
I need to hear that reminder daily. So that is a big focus of what we talk about on the podcast, the event, all the things, because I need to be reminded daily that I'm not meant to do business or life alone. And I think there's other women who probably need to hear that, you know, that reminder on a daily basis too. It's just not meant to be something we do alone. I couldn't agree with everything that you just said more. I have firsthand seen the impact of what I am capable of doing when I'm alone, as opposed to when I'm surrounded by women, supportive, loving women, that they remind me of how powerful I am and of when they show me what's possible. So it's been for the last three years, it's been a non-negotiable for me to be part of masterminds, part of communities, part of events, because it just has major impacts. And when some of the greatest friends that I have now is because I, I attended um, Event Love, your event in Lori Harder's, because they're just amazing. Yeah. I really love that. And I also love the fact that through reimagining, you have put together a virtual event that is coming up and I personally can't wait for it. I'm obviously there. (laughs) And I really, really want you to, if you could share about what is it about, who is this for, what, when we come, what are we going to get out of it? Mm, Yes. So if you have resonated with any of this conversation, you would love it. Um, It was one of the gifts that 2020 brought really in this whole conversation about reimagining because my heart really lives for being together in person. And I'm sure a lot of you can't wait to just hug the crap out of people once, you know, once we can go back to doing that. But I knew that regardless of whether or not we could get together in person, that we really still needed this place to plug in and connect and be uplifted. So we did, we reimagined the live event into a still live, but virtual experience. And what's beautiful about that is it's actually allowing women from all over the world. I mean, we have hundreds of women registered and countries like Ghana, Africa, Mm. we've got the Dominican Republic, um, South Africa, women who may not have ever been able to come and attend a live event. If I had held on to that vision that, nope, it has to happen in person. We're going to wait till next year. So what you get to to plug in with is a global community of other women who are dreaming big. And I always say it's really for any woman who just has that nagging feeling. You just can't shake that feeling that you're meant for more. You don't know if it's a business. Maybe you do know that you want to start a business or a passion project that's not really required. It's anyone who knows that they're meant for more. And and maybe you don't right now have that group that Sharzad was explaining of, of other people who are kind of having those kind of conversations. And I didn't at first either. I really had to go and search out a community where it wasn't, it didn't scare people or turn them off if I shared like my crazy, crazy big idea. So it's a, It's on September 12th and it's all virtual. So we're literally bringing the event to you. I keep saying it's like if a live event and a talk show had a baby, it's literally going to be, I mean, we rented out a whole video studio. It's like a multimedia experience. This is not just a zoom call, no offense to zoom. Um, Mm -hmm. And we, we really wanted to make it accessible on every level. So the tickets are, they start at $29. It's the best money you could ever invest in yourself. And you just never know. I always say, if, if you feel like, if you're resonating with it, 
and you just are like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. I mean, literally invest $29 in yourself and just see what happens because you never, ever know. Um, and like you said, you've met so many of your, your closest girlfriends. I have too, through attending events, whether in person or virtual. Um, and obviously I'm biased, but it's truly going to be the most beautiful day. I have no doubt. And honestly, <laughs> think about the fact that um, how much money you're saving with not having to travel, not having to, you know, have a hotel room, all that, you know, you, you can obviously order out, but you know what I mean? Like this is, this is coming to your home. And um, I mean, I don't know how you can possibly not resonate with Lindsay. Like it's just impossible. <laughs> so I want all of you, I want all of you who are listening who have a dream, who want to, who want to have sisterhood connection and just be around amazing people to get this incredible affordable deal and um, join me because I, like I said, I'm going to be there. I'm not, not going to be there. So come on board. And um, I also wanted to do something fun because I believe in what Lindsay does so much and I love her community and energy. And I know this is going to change your life. I, with Lindsay's permission, I ask, I'm going to sponsor three women who want to come to this event and to qualify. What I'd like for you to do is to share this episode on your social media, um, preferably Instagram, and tell us what was your biggest takeaway? What did you learn? What breakthrough did you have? And we're going to pick three women. Make sure to um, tag me and tag Lindsay. You'll have all that info in the show notes. And I'm going to pick the winners and you're going to enjoy it. But if you are like, I, I'm, I'm going to enroll right now. I'm going to get that ticket right now. Go for it too. Lindsay, where can they find the tickets? Yes. Uh, all the info is at powerhousewomenevent.com. Perfect. We'll have that in the show notes as well. And I always love to end with one last question. If that, if I might ask, Lindsay, are you ready? I am so ready. <laughs> awesome. If you had one advice for the younger version of Lindsay, the one that was probably a little bit more scared than you are now, and she felt um, maybe she doubted of who she is and what she's capable of. If you could have a little conversation with her, what would you tell her? Oh, I love that question. I would remind her what we were talking about before, that everything I need to fulfill the big, big ideas on my heart is already within me and that I'm not going to feel ready before I take the first step. I take the first step and then the next one and then the next one. And you really get to that point where you get to feel proud and you realize how equipped you were when you're on the journey itself, when you're in action. It, I would love if it happened before I took the first step, but in my experience, that's almost never the case. So you just have to get started. I love that so much. I love that. It's not about knowing every step all the way through, but it's just take the first step. And then the, the path will show its way. Well, Lindsay, I can't thank you enough. It was such an honor and beautiful interview as I thought it would be. And I know my listeners love and adore you. And I can't wait to see who's going to come and join this beautiful virtual event that on September 12th is happening. Oh, so, so excited. And thank you again. It was just so much fun to get to connect with you in this way. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you found it helpful, it would mean so much to me if you share it with someone that you think needs it. If you share it on Instagram, make sure to tag me at Fully Adored so I can connect with you and get to know you better. And to get notified for the next episode, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. I love you so much and until next time, remember that you deserve to be loved for exactly 